There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, real quick. As I acclimate to new parenthood, I'm rerunning a series that originally aired on my podcast almost four years ago. It's a six-part How I Met Your Mother style series on how I met my husband, Stevie, beginning with my first boyfriend in sixth grade. I share with you the ups, the downs, and everything in between. For many years of my dating life, a healthy, long-term partnership felt so far away. So my goal with this series is to inspire you and to help you see that a relationship is possible for you too, no matter how far off it might feel right now. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast. And we have made it. We are in the last part, part six of the How I Found Love Sega. I truly hope that you've enjoyed listening to my story as much as I've enjoyed sharing it with you. It's been so much fun and to hear your insights and ahas based on my story and experiences just means the world to me. Putting this story together really required me to dig back a lot into my years and to look at some things about myself and look at putting pieces together. And so it was a profoundly enlightening and and healing time for me in my in my own life. So I just thank you for giving me the opportunity or the excuse to put it all together like this. So anyways, if you haven't listened to parts one through five, then I highly recommend you do that first before listening to this episode, because this episode is just the finale and how it all comes together. And it's really just the story of how Stevie and I finally started dating after we met, which wasn't necessarily the smoothest ride, or at least not a smooth ride you might expect 
with the one that you're going to eventually marry. But if you've um, missed any of the prior episodes in this series, part one starts with episode 81. So you can go to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 81. Start listening from there or just scroll down about five episodes in your podcast player and part one of this six part series will be there for you. All right, so let's get to part six. We're going to jump right in. So previously in part five, to remind you what's been going on, is I had just moved to DC in part five, and I had started online dating, and I was so excited to meet my nice Jewish boy. And I was really excited to finally be in a city where I had hundreds and hundreds of prospects. Before, I lived in small towns, and then if I wanted to marry someone Jewish, that brought it even the pickings were even slimmer, right? So things were going really well. I felt really good personally and professionally. I moved to a city I really wanted to live in. And just like that, I took a couple of steps back. I found myself crazy about a guy who just whined and dined me, yet wasn't really emotionally available to me. And honestly, I was probably more into the whining and dining than him as a person. I mean, he was a great person, but the connection really wasn't there. It was just based on our fun times going out and winding and dining together. So he broke up with me after a couple of times of being too drunk to pick me up for our date. And I was really devastated, but got some sense knocked into me by a good friend and pulled myself together. And I started dating and I started dating a lot. I did a lot of online dating. And for the first time in my life, it was really fun. My emotion du jour was not based on whether or not someone wanted to see me again or wanted to go on another date with me. It was just simply a lot of fun. No matter what happened um, or didn't happen on a date, I was able to think, okay, this guy's really great or okay, I'm going to need this in my relationship and he doesn't have that. So it was profoundly, it was just a really fun, fun time. And, and also very, um, I don't know exactly what the the word is, but it was almost weird to be dating and having fun and not being super, super stressful. And then I ended last week's installment with one of my friends inviting me to a happy hour that was hosted by the Stevie himself. All right, before we get going with part six, I just want to give you a little bit of a heads up. So I am recording this in Denver, and there are some pretty insane winds outside. I don't know if you can hear the wind howling. It's pretty loud where I am, and there might be a thunderstorm coming our way. The way our balcony is, we face west, which means we can see the mountains, so we can see all the storms coming our way, and there was definitely a storm heading our way, and now I can hear the wind, so now I'm wondering if it's almost right above us. So if you hear some thunder or some loud rain, then you know what it is, and I'm just here recording in you know, our spared bedroom, so I don't have a big fancy studio, so I'm human, and I just want you to know that if you hear that during this recording. All right, so anyways, let's get to part six aka the finale. So as I mentioned before, when Stevie and I met, I was actually dating a lot of other people. No one ever seriously just I was going on dates and dating this guy, maybe my third date with this guy while I was on my first date with this guy. So even though I was really into Stevie when I met him, I just had a lot going on. I mean, personally, I had a lot going on. I was getting used to a new city, a new job. I was toying with the idea of entrepreneurship and starting a health coaching business. And I did like him, but I just didn't pursue him that hard at first. And then a few weeks later, our mutual friend, the one who brought me to the happy hour, had a party at his house. And Stevie and I had been messaging each other a little bit 
back and forth on Facebook, but nothing substantial and nothing much more than that. But of course, he was also at this party. And I had decided I was really into him. I enjoyed our conversation the first night. I enjoyed the Facebook messages. I thought he was funny. And I enjoyed my time meeting him again at this friend's party. And so instead of waiting for him to ask me out on a date, I actually asked him out on a date. And this was so new and different to me because before any other way I had pursued a guy was just by that silly flirting where I was just attracting obnoxious attention by laughing really loud or being like a woo girl. But I actually just decided that I was going to put myself out there in a way that I really hadn't before and ask him on a date. And so we made plans to go see a movie the next week. So the next week, a couple days, or maybe the day before our date, our scheduled date, I texted Stevie to confirm the time and location of the movie. And he replied back to tell me that he had actually been dating someone else when we first met and they had just gotten more serious. And so he didn't feel like he could go to the movies with me anymore. And I was totally crushed. I really thought we had had something special, but my roommate comforted me by telling me that I had just dodged a bullet and I believed her. And so all those feelings about that spark or it just feeling really fun and really easy and feeling that attraction, I just wrote it off as me just being wrong like I had every other time and didn't really think anything of it. And then a few weeks later, I heard through the grapevine that Stevie and this other woman hadn't worked out and that Stevie was single again. So he was actually having a combined birthday party with the mutual friend I'd met him through originally, and then another friend too. So through a birthday party. And this party was at a karaoke bar about a 30 minute walk from my house in DC. And I remember that night because it was really rainy and a little cold and I just didn't want to go. And I was going to have to walk over there by myself because I didn't really know that many other people going. So I didn't know anyone else to go with. So I was just going to go by myself. And I knew Stevie and I knew obviously my mutual friend and a few other people, but I knew Stevie would know most of the people there. So I thought I'd feel really uncomfortable socially. So between the rain and the social situation, and I'd have to go by myself, I just Honestly, as someone who's a little shy and introverted and not great socially, I just didn't really want to to go. But I had bought this new dress recently that I loved and I thought it looked really good on me. And I kind of wanted to make Stevie jealous by showing up in it. So my roommate convinced me to go and I dragged myself out and went to the party. So when I got to the karaoke bar, I saw Stevie as soon as I walked in, I walked right up to him because I wanted to act super confident and like I wasn't upset that he had ditched me a few weeks before and I wished him happy birthday, bought him a birthday drink, but then we ended up hanging out the whole night and we had a great time. And honestly, I didn't expect that. I expected just to make him jealous. I didn't expect to actually hang out with him that night and have a really good time. And so at the end of the night, he finally asked me out on a date for real this time. And we had our first date in Old Town Alexandria, which is just outside of DC, which turned into a second date. But the problem was the day after our second date, I was leaving for a three week trip to Tanzania. So my sister was in the Peace Corps and I had had this trip planned for, for months previously to visit her. 
And now being three weeks out of the country without much internet access, it's easy for any budding relationship to die off, if for no reason other than just bad timing. I knew that I wouldn't have very much communication with him. We would probably be able to send some emails, but that would be just about it. The phone definitely wasn't happening. Texting wasn't happening. It would just be pretty much email or Facebook messages. And before in other times in my life, I think I would have been really anxious about being away for three weeks from a guy that I just started dating that I really liked. I would have just been obsessive over what he was doing, if he was going to, when he was going to email me, when he was going to write me back, if he was seeing anyone else, if he was thinking about me, if we would date when I would get back. I, I think I would just have the mental chatter going on and on and on nonstop. But this time there was something different. And I think part of it was just the the confidence and the and the self-awareness I had grown. I again my confidence or self-worth didn't come from a guy or from a relationship. It came from within. So I think that was definitely part of it. And even though I had this I had a lot of frustration just about the timing. It was just really poor timing, no matter how you look at it. I still had this deep inner knowing that we were gonna date when I got back and I should just go to Africa, enjoy it because I was probably going to do things that I'll probably never do again, like go to a super remote African village and just do all these different things with my sister where you really need someone who knows the locals and the, the land to be able to do and see. And so I just had this knowing that this was going to be okay. And I just needed to enjoy this trip. And I think it's really important for me to point out here that this deep inner knowing that we were going to date and that this was going to be okay and potentially even this would be it. That's very different, maybe subtly different, but still very different from how I would used to previously imagine my relationships, especially at that beginning stage. So in all the other relationships that I described, especially the ones when I wasn't in a very good emotional state, I would actually fantasize about our relationship, about what it could be or what I thought it could be, and about getting married. And with Stevie, I didn't really fantasize that much about our future. It was just more of like an intuitive hit that I had nothing to worry about. This is going to be fine. And we were going to date when I got back and I should have fun in Africa while I was going to be there. I want to take a quick pause here to remind you that if you haven't already, you've got to block out an hour on your calendar and check out my workshop, The Five-Step Strategy to Banish Anxiety and Overwhelm in Your Love Life, so you can attract a fulfilling partnership and live a life of purpose. It's completely free, and in the workshop, I break down exactly why you're in the dating pattern you're in, how to take the confidence you feel in the rest of your life and apply it to your dating life, and so much more. If you like my style, philosophy, and how I coach women on the show, this workshop will help you get started in your own deep work. And for those of you who want to understand the why behind what I do on the show, I even dig a bit into the science of love so you can start to see real change in your own love life. It's really all my best work in one place and you can access it right now. I strongly believe you don't have to spend years in therapy or read every dating self-help book to dramatically transform your love life. Grab your seat over at veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. And now back to the show. And sure enough, when I landed back in the US, as soon as my plane touched down, I turned my phone on and had a welcome back text from him. And I was just so thrilled, obviously, to see the text and that he had remembered when I was coming back. And that's when I knew for sure that this was going to be something good. And sure enough, we started dating right after that. And we were seeing each other on a pretty regular basis and became official not too long after that. 
And so we'd been dating for probably about a year when we decided to move to Dallas together. And this was a huge thing for me. I had never made a big life decision with a guy like this before. And it was also looking back super risky on my part because I wasn't totally in love with the idea of Dallas. But what attracted me to it is that we would be moving in together, which I was excited about. And I was starting a business, my original business, my health coaching business. And Dallas was cheap enough to where I could just go in, you know, full on, I wouldn't have to, uh, I could just totally jump ship for my job is what I'm trying to say and start my business. I didn't have to do it kind of on nights and weekends because and DC, I'd have had to do that because DC is way too expensive. But Dallas was so cheap that Stevie could temporarily at least afford to support us both while I started my business, which was super risky because we weren't married, but I was going to be financially dependent on him for at least a little bit. And I was moving halfway across the country to a state I'd never really been to before. I think I visited it for three days earlier that year to see if I could potentially like it. And I was moving to live with my boyfriend who I'd never lived with before. And I had never lived with a significant other before either. So yeah, it was, it was a little crazy. And I won't lie, that first year in Dallas was pretty rocky. It was a huge learning curve for, I think, the both of us. But, you know, just speaking from my experience and my perspective, it was a huge learning curve because it was really the first time in my life where it wasn't just we were dating, but we were building a life together. And the dynamics of a relationship between just dating and then building a life together change and they're very different. And we just had some growing pains and um, it's just also, it's just hard being in a new town or a new city by yourself or just with your, with your significant other. So it was really rocky, but we made it. We had a lot of conversations, a lot of crying, a lot of yes, fighting, but we, but we did it. And we were there for about two years and about a year ago, We took a trip to Denver because we realized pretty early on that Dallas was a great city, but it was just not going to be our forever home. And Denver was a city we were considering moving to because we wanted that outdoorsy type of culture and access. So we had an amazing trip. And on our trip, we took a day trip to Boulder. And that's when Stevie popped the question. And I think you know the rest, especially if you've been following me or listening to the podcast or Instagram. And maybe the engagement story is like a whole other podcast, but a short story is he planned this really awesome day in Boulder, and then he proposed at the very end of the day. And I knew that he was going to propose because when we take vacations, I plan most of our days, mostly because I'm kind of a control freak when it comes to that. And he was like, I'm planning our day to Boulder. And then he just happened to send me this blog post of, a really pretty place to watch the sunset. And I'm like, okay, so Stevie's going to plan our day in Boulder. And then he's going to propose at the place (laughs) where you can see the sunset. And I totally called it. I was totally right. So sorry, Stevie, for listening. You didn't surprise me. Um, Anyways. Okay. So we just got married. By the time this podcast airs, it will be about, let's see, almost three months that we've been married. And honestly, I have to pinch myself sometimes because I live in my dream city. I have my dream relationship. It's a deep, meaningful, honest relationship. I have a thriving business and I have the cutest puppy in the whole world. But of course I'm biased. So maybe he's not the cutest puppy, but I think he is. But as you can tell, it wasn't always a walk in the park like this. And there were some really low lows and it took a lot of work and patience on my part to move forward and to create the life I wanted piece by piece. 
And I think most importantly, through it all, what got me through is that my desire to learn and grow never died. Because every time I put myself out there to do something uncomfortable, whether it was go on a date or get a new job or move to a new city, I was creating for myself serendipitous moments. I believe that luck doesn't just happen you know, out of thin air. Luck just happens to the people who are willing to go out and do things that are uncomfortable. If you do enough uncomfortable things, things that put you out of your comfort zone, you will encounter those serendipitous lucky moments and things will start falling into place. That I am 100% confident for. And the thing is that even now, Stevie and I don't have a perfect relationship because as I'm slowly beginning to learn, perfect doesn't exist anywhere in business and body and life and relationships. We fight and sometimes I nag And sometimes he gets impatient with me and sometimes he feels like I'm trying to use my coaching skills on him or on our relationship. And that's frustrating to him, which I understand completely. And we still have things that we'll probably never agree on. And I have to drag him to go to a yoga class with me, but that's all okay. It really is. We love each other and we're both willing to put time and effort into learning and growing. And we've really made a commitment to grow together. And I think that is a huge secret for long lasting marriages and relationships is, you know, as a human, you're going to grow. If you're not growing, then you're shrinking, right? So even if you're not actively pursuing self-development or self-growth, like you're going to grow just because you're doing things every single day. Like you're, unless you're literally sitting at home, not working, not doing anything, you're going to grow. And I think a relationship is really a choice and a commitment to grow together rather than apart. And to be totally honest, he's not who I thought I'd end up with. I thought I'd end up with someone more in the political field, which I was in for many, many years, and he's an engineer, but he's everything that I need. And I only realized that once I stopped trying to quote unquote, get what I needed, but instead allowed what I needed to come to me, then you know, that's when I was able to create the space for him to come into my life. So Stevie today grounds me. He calls me on my shit. And I'm so sorry if you can hear the wind howling in the background. But he makes me laugh and he continues to surprise me with how profoundly insightful he is when it comes to life and relationship advice, even though he's supposed to be the engineer and the logical thinking person in our relationship. But most importantly, and I think this is most important in any relationship, is he supports me and he lifts me up. He never, ever has put me down or told me I couldn't do something or made me feel less than. You know, through my entire entrepreneurial journey so far, he's the only person that's actually never doubted me. And that even includes me because I've had plenty of moments of self-doubt. And this is pretty significant considering he was the one supporting me financially during the early years of my business. And so that's it. That's my love story, our love story. And the best part about this love story is that it's not over. And the more I think about it, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, especially since getting married, is I think that's the problem with our society. So much emphasis is on the idea of finding a husband or getting married. And it's kind of like once you put a ring on it, It's all done. All the work is done, right? Boom, done, over. But relationships run a lot deeper than that. And being in a relationship is very different than being in a relationship and building a life together and being in a relationship with someone that you genuinely care about and you have to support their needs while also balancing your needs. And relationships 
you know, aren't just about a husband or having a wedding because who cares if it's not a happy marriage, right? And so my dream for you listening to this podcast is for you to find a great love. So one of my favorite podcasts that I've talked about before, and I've had her on the, one of the, the wife of the duo on the podcast twice is called Marriage is Funny. And I love their podcast because their message hits home for me so hard. It's not about a perfect love, but it's about striving for great love. And that's what I try to do every single day in my own life. And that's what I help my clients do every single day in their own lives. And so I've hoped you enjoyed listening to my epic love story as much as I enjoyed telling it to you. So again, I hope you have enjoyed this six part saga of how I found love. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I have so enjoyed putting this together and sharing it for you and and to you. It's been so profoundly healing and a growth opportunity for me. And so I hope that it provides similar types of things for you. And I hope to play with you or continue playing with you more in the date yourself challenge. So again, the link to join is veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. And if you just tap the podcast in your podcast player, then that link will be highlighted near the top of the show notes and you can click there and sign up straight from your phone. All right. So this concludes the six part series of how I found love. Thank you so much for sticking through me these six episodes. Again, this has been so much fun and I will see you in a brand new podcast episode coming out next Thursday. Until then. One more thing you may be wondering, but Veronica, how do I start doing the deep work? I'm ready to make a shift. If that's you, I recommend you start with my totally free workshop, Five Steps to Ending Overwhelm and Anxiety in Dating. The good news is that you don't have to do all the things to find love. This workshop will walk you through the five big shifts that'll give you the biggest bang for your buck. You'll learn a step-by-step game plan to finally get unstuck and unblocked in love and end the cycle of dead-end relationships. You'll learn the number one reason most highly successful, motivated, and ambitious women struggle in love and what you can do to make sure it doesn't happen to you. You'll learn how to figure out the real reason you're attracting partners who aren't emotionally available or toxic or just simply not on your intellectual or emotional level. And you'll also learn the single most effective way to tap into the inner confidence you feel in your career and elsewhere in your life so that it'll carry over into your love life. And of course, a lot more. If you're ready to shift things in your life, I seriously can't wait for you to get your hands on this. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop to sign up. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find the show notes to this episode and all previous episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and take a moment to rate and review the show. It really helps. I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.